What's up and welcome to the Very Best Self Podcast. I'm your host, Victoria Brown. Tune in each week as I have candid conversations with inspiring humans, including athletes, entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and anyone out there making waves. Get ready to leave your comfort zone behind, step into your power, and live a more purpose-driven life. I am so happy that you're here. Now let's do this. What is up, OMG? You guys, I am so pumped for today's interview. I am so excited to share with you. Today, we are going to be talking to Alex Ost. So she is my teammate on the Under Armour women's team. She is an Olympic gold medalist lacrosse player. She's a professional lacrosse player. She gives back in her community and also coaches young girls in lacrosse. But beyond that, she is multifaceted. She just recently submitted to Sports Illustrated Swim Search and has made it into the final 15. So we're going to talk about the Alex Oss, the swimsuit model. We're going to talk about Alex Oss, the professional lacrosse player. We're going to talk about Alex Oss, who has also an, an incredible community of girls that she, you know, also does personal training with and just who she is as a person and sharing, you know, stories about self-confidence and stories about how to trust yourself and how to step into your power. And I'm just so pumped. I think there's a lot of takeaways that you will find in this interview that you can apply to your life. And I'm pumped for it. So without further ado, let's kick this thing off. Here we go. What's up? What's up? We got Alex Ost in the house. I am so pumped for this interview. We haven't even started this conversation yet. And I already know that there are going to be so many big takeaways. And I just, I'm just so pumped to have you and so excited to do this today. So thanks for being on. VB, I literally had a smile. This morning has been quite the morning and I had a smile on my face knowing that I get to talk to you today. So I'm so excited. <laughs> I love that. Man, like there's so much to talk about. There's so much to unpack that's like going on in your life right now. I mean, talk about a whirlwind of a past few months that you have had. Yes, it's been insane. Like I think for everyone, our lives have been turned upside down. Obviously, we keep talking about like 2020 and the pandemic. And now it's like things are kind of starting to open back up again. And we kind of got used to being holed up in our houses and fixing life and changing and adjusting. And now we're like thrown back into everything a little bit, at least for here in Maryland, we lifted our mask mandate like 24 hours, like literally overnight. And it was like, wait, what? What do we do? How How is this normal life again? Literally. So yeah, so whirlwind is an understatement. I know that it's been a whirlwind for almost every single person, but I do feel super grateful and fortunate because a lot of my past couple months has been all for really great things. So I'm, I'm yeah. really, I'm living life for sure. You absolutely are. And it's been such, it's been such a cool experience for me on the other end of it to watch your everything unfold. So we'll get into it. I want to start with, let's rewind. Let's go to this time last year. Ooh, so okay. I think it was around this time. You'll get the timeline right for me. So we're talking to, by the way, if you don't know already, like, you know, Olympic athlete here, pro <laughs> lacrosse player. She's a badass on the field, off the field. She also takes all of this and then turns around and gives back to youth and teaches them about lacrosse and the sport and what it means to be an athlete. Okay. So that's who you are and who you've been. Now, almost maybe I would imagine about a year ago, 
you decided to step into a different arena and you made an audition tape for Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Search. Yes. So let's talk about it. Let's talk Uh, about what it's taken. And also like fast forward, like she's in the top 15. That's where (laughs) we're at. That's where we're at today. Okay. She just shot with Sports Illustrated. I'm not just talking to an athlete on the other side of the screen, which is an incredible accomplishment in and of itself, but we're talking to a Sports Illustrated model right now. (laughs) God, that like still does not feel real. And it feels so I get like smiley and giddy when I just even say the words. And I think you'll relate to this and it's a little bit of a tangent, but I know I'll go back. But both you and I have done so many different campaigns for Under Armour and we've shot, I know you've shot for SoulCycle. I've shot for different fitness platforms, but still never felt the word model. I never felt good enough or pretty enough or that I was the typical model. I just felt like I was an athlete that was given a really sick opportunity to shoot. And I remember, and still to this day, after every photo shoot, I look at the pictures or video and I'm like, who is that? Like, how do they make me look so awesome and so badass? So this was the first opportunity and time that I really came away. And I was like, yeah, I'm a model. And I, and I, I'm not just an athlete that they're putting in because I perform really well or I worked really hard. It's, I don't, I don't know why the word model holds such a different amount of weight and strength for me, probably because a little bit of like us growing up and what we've always looked at as models. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's been really cool. And so, yeah, even saying that I'm a Sports Illustrated swimsuit model is is surreal. But yeah, about this time a year ago, it's always been something that has been a dream of mine, but not really because I never voiced it out loud. I was too embarrassed to even say that it was something I wanted to go after. I thought, I think because I've been an athlete my entire life, I've always really fought to be taken seriously. And I've been taught to fight to be as equal as the men and be aggressive and being taken seriously on the field. So always showing my feminine side kind of felt like it fallen to the wayside or I had to hide it. But it really wasn't until 2020 when I was turning 30 that year. And I, I really actually set out my New Year's intention was to be in the best shape of my life, feeling the absolute best. And then the pandemic hit and it was kind of like a blessing in disguise because I could really focus on what is making Alex and this is right into, you know, your whole thing is what is making me my very best self, you know? And I think it goes absolutely hand in hand of me putting in the work daily to be the best version of myself that I felt the confidence to submit my submission tape. Like I would have never in a million years done this when I was 23, even 27 at probably the peak of my lacrosse career. It didn't matter. I needed to really feel comfortable and confident in my body, in my mind, in my soul to be able to put myself out there on a completely different level than I've never done before. So I'm so grateful that I did. But yeah, looking back, I remember not telling a single person that I was doing it and literally not telling Marcus until the day before I was like, yeah, I've been DMing some videographer. We're going to go out and film this thing. And he was like, amazing. Okay, cool. But it was weird. It was like this weird thing. I just didn't want to tell anyone because I was so nervous. And so just scared and fearful of the rejection or of people that being like, why do you want to do that? Or that makes absolutely no sense. You think you're good enough. You think you're pretty enough. And so, yeah, I finally pulled the trigger, got out of my own way. And I'm so grateful I did because I wouldn't be here right now. And I would have a lot of regret if I didn't. Right. I feel that, man, that is so cool. That's so powerful. I think there's a lot to be said for so many of us about the quiet dream the one that's quiet, the one that's inside, the one that we're like silently working towards and we don't share with the world. 
because everything is so public these days, you know? Yes. It's like people, you know what everybody had for breakfast every day. Like, (laughs) I know what you ate for breakfast. I know what you ate for lunch. Like, phone eats first. I get it. Everything is like a tell-all everywhere we go. And so, you know, even for me, this, this podcast is like, it's like something that I like didn't really tell a lot of people about. I think we maybe like, there's a part of us that's like, okay, I'm going to start taking these steps. And it's just going to be a journey between me and me. And then the more, you know, the steps are small and they're baby steps and they become larger. And then, you know, it's like you, you crawl and then you walk and then you run and then you sprint and then you tell the world and then you want to share it with as many people as you can. But it's like, we have to get, we get right with ourselves first. Yes, that is such a good point. And I actually never thought of it that way too, because, you know, you and I are so similar. We do show so much of our life that actually the most important things to me, I don't share with a lot of people. And I know you're the same way. It's, it's also actually being able to focus on the journey. And what I found throughout this was feeling the difference between doing this truly for yourself or are you doing it so that other people see that you're doing it? And it's such Mm -hmm. a strange mentality, but I feel like both are awesome motivating factors. And I think, you know, if you have an accountability partner or buddy that, you know, you need to post because that's when you work out amazing. But for this, it truly was like putting in the work silently. Like you said, I love that a quiet dream because that's who I needed to do it for myself, not really to show other people that I was doing it. Right. I don't know if you saw this on my Instagram. I talked about this a few months ago and it kind of reminds me of where you're at, I feel like in your story right now. So Do you know about the Chinese bamboo tree? No, I don't think so. Okay, so this is really cool. When you plant the seed for a Chinese bamboo tree, you water it the whole first year. And guess what happens? I'm going to assume nothing. Nothing. (laughs) Year two, nothing happens. Year three, nothing (laughs) happens. Now, somewhere in year four, it finally breaks ground. And it can shoot up into the sky up to 90 feet within three months. What? Yes. Holy crap. That's, I mean, I know growing like bamboo is a thing, but yeah, I didn't realize that all that work went in beforehand. Yes. And so I find that to be the most inspiring thing I feel like I've ever heard because I'm just like, man, you got to water your bamboo and you plant this quiet dream, this seed, and you plant it in a dark place. And eventually it takes root and it, and it grows. And what's so neat about that too is like, it's also this understanding that the outside world is like, oh, you're an overnight success because they see you shoot up out of the ground. Right. And they're like, they don't realize how many years you were planted, how many years you were beneath the surface doing your thing, sprouting your legs and growing your roots. And like, we have to root down in order to rise up. And like, that's like what you, I feel like you were doing in, in this journey. And it's so cool to see. A hundred percent. And I think that's such a good point of overnight success. It's also like, I think interesting when you set goals and, you know, it's really important to do that, but it's also what are you going to do on the daily basis that maybe isn't directly correlated to the mission, but you know, is making you a better person to achieve that. And I think that's where it takes the pressure off a lot of it too. And it becomes fun again, but it's like, obviously, you know, my gratitude practice, maybe doesn't directly correlate to me being sports illustrated right. top 15, right. but it a hundred percent did like, right. Like if you sat down did. and you were like, my goal is I want to be in sports illustrated. I want to shoot for sports illustrated. Like you wouldn't, if you wrote the action steps beneath it, you wouldn't have wrote down gratitude right. practice. Exactly. But it certainly has like 
grounded you in getting to where you are. Absolutely. That's major. So you just got back from shooting. You made it into the final 15. And MJ comes on, tells you, you make it to the final 15. You're like, oh my God, did you shit your pants? Like what happened? <laughs> literally, literally like I was sitting right here and as in true 2020, 2021 form, everything's via Zoom. And I just like, I was in shock. Like I really did not cry until I got to set. That's when everything I think came. But I, I really was just kind of still like, wait, what? Like, this is the words you've been waiting for. You've been working so hard for. And to hear it actually come out of her mouth, something, someone that it, it still feels like a little bit of a dream. I'm so glad they recorded it because I can just look back and really right. truly feel it again. But yeah, I mean, I was overwhelmed with joy, gratitude, excitement, and just feeling so much accomplishment and just really excited for what what was to come after that. Yeah. So what was it like when you showed up? Like you're there, there's 15 of you. How many people yeah. submitted? Do you know how many people were in the submission process? Yeah. So they said a little over 20,000. Wow. Insane. Wow. Yeah. I mean, and to the point of everything happens for a reason. Timing is absolutely everything. They've had swim search the past three, four years, and it's always yeah. been an in-person casting. I would have never in a million years sacrificed, paid the money, put myself in front of these women to fly down to Miami and put myself in front of these women, which is, I know seems so crazy looking at me now, but I wouldn't, I know myself, I would not have done that. No, I don't think that sounds crazy at all. I mean, I became a soul cycle instructor because I wasn't going to go to New York and do the training for two months. They were like, oh, we're going to do a shortened program out in LA and it's going to be three weeks. And I lived in LA and I was like, all right, well, maybe I'll give it a shot. Cause like, why not? Like you're going to be right. here in my city. I don't have to go anywhere. I don't have to do anything. And like, if it works out cool and if it doesn't cool. Exactly. And so I think everything being virtual, everything being allowed to submit it and me to sit on my couch next to Marcus, so scared and press, you know, post that felt a little bit more comfortable to me. It felt like Yes, so many more eyes are on you. And and I know you can speak to this too, but like social media is such a weird thing. It's like, there's some things I'm so open about and I'm so ready. And I think my followers, you know, they vibe with me. They're cool with me. They support me. So I'm used to it, but there's still things that scare the crap out of me. Of and that was one of them, but it was definitely more, I think on my comfort zone to be able to do that and submit it and tell my story. So yeah, so we did that along with 20,000 people worked hard over the past eight months to just continue to stay noticed by them, but true to myself and true to my journey, like not putting all my eggs in that basket where if I didn't get it, then I would be completely devastated. Of course, I would have been disappointed, but I was still just sticking to my intention of being the best version of myself, really like really falling in love with the work and the journey, but using SI kind of as that passion and that motivator and that extra push. So once I finally got it and then arrived, it was, I mean, five days of a whirlwind. Like we had 4.35 a.m. call times every day. So that's waking up at 3 a.m., you know, and wow. we were shooting for 12 hours a day. We were, wow. we did not stop. And then at nighttime, you're like at sleepover camp. So you don't want to go to bed. You want to like hang out with the girl to the left or the right of you and like go knock on their door and talk and get to know these people. And so it was so fulfilling, but it was was also, I'm not going to sit here and say that it is easy work. It was one of the most physically, emotionally, mentally tiring things I've, I've ever done. I mean, I would do it again in a heartbeat. I would do it tomorrow, but it's something that there's a reason they pick who they pick. And there's a reason that I was working hard for eight months to be able to do that. Like you could yes. not just throw someone into that. I think it's, it speaks volumes about the team at SI and how in, 
impressive they are about picking the right people because it, every single person fell perfectly into their culture. Like it was, it was insane. All of us were so different and brought so many awesome aspects to it, but completely fell in line with everything that they stand for. So it was really cool to see. That's really, really awesome. I love that. Man, I mean, I want to know in terms of like how you got ready for this and also who you were when, like how you showed up in that presence. What do you think you learned in sport? As oh my an God. athlete that translated, like, where are the parallels? Like, you know what I'm saying? Yes. Like everything. Alex Ost, who is a badass <laughs> athlete, like, uh, like that girl was present throughout your entire journey and she's still oh, there. Oh my God. It's in everything I do. I, I mean, sports have literally taught me every single thing. And I think the biggest takeaway, well, there's two things. It's one, it's how to be a great teammate. And I think really like I don't care if you play an individual sport. I don't care if you are a lone wolf out there. The person that does your nails is a part of your team, right? Like everyone Mm -hmm. has a team and a teammate and people that are cheering for you and fighting for you. And whether you know them or not, you're not alone. And I think a lot of people really, really go inward and try and do this for themselves and hold on to it instead of just like releasing and putting that positivity and empathy and affection and, and spirit onto others around them. That's what I think makes me who I am. So being just a great teammate, I think on the field has really translated to how to be one off the field, which I think is so important. And it's like I said, this SI group of women are such a team, the way they work together, the way they all have different roles and the way they support each other. I think that's what's interesting is everyone thinks this is a competition. So many more other people think it's a competition than me. When we showed up, I realized all of us are going through the exact same things. All of us have the insecurities. It doesn't matter if you have 300,000 Instagram followers or you've shot for every top modeling campaign in the world. We all are still women that have insecurities and need people to lean on. So I think that that also takes a lot of the pressure and anxiety off of me when I speak to other people and when I, when I feel their energy and we can kind of connect on that level, it, it humifies everything. So I think being a great teammate in sports is absolutely everything. You can't do it alone. And I mean, I, I remember watching the last dance and hearing Michael Jordan talk about it and say, mm-hmm. I knew I could win, but I knew bringing the best out of every single other person yep. was going to make us win six championships, right? Like, right. You might win games. You might be the leading scorer. You might have it all. But to actually win it all, you need everyone around you to buy in. So Different type of mentality, yeah. 100%. And even if it is weirdly selfish still, if even if it is still like, I need you to perform so that I can still win, it doesn't matter what your motivation is. It's probably that synergy too with the people you surround yourself with. Yes. And I think it makes it less lonely, right? Like it makes it like, we're in this together and I genuinely... Like Victoria, genuinely, if I don't make it past this and I'm not in top six, I will be so happy for those top six because now I know them as people. They're not just these Instagram people that I'm against, you know? So I think being a teammate is huge. It's one of my biggest things I bring into my everyday life. And then second, the biggest thing I learned from sports is that confidence comes from failing. Confidence comes from working on yourself. Yeah. Like... It's so weird. Someone asked me the other day about the biggest loss of my life or the biggest game like that has always stuck with me. And it's a hundred percent the one that like hurt the most. And I learned so much from that. I could tell you every detail. Like I could tell you passes I didn't catch. I could tell you what time, where the time was and I should have shot at a, a different, you what know, the weather angle. was like all of it. Yeah. Literally. If you ask me about championships, you ask me about the gold medal game. Couldn't tell you one thing. Like literally could not tell you one thing about the game plan of the games I've won because the winning takes away from it. Right. So I feel that way so much in like 
confidence comes from losing and losing and figuring out what made you lose and coming back from it. So that translates directly into SI because I started to feel my insecurities come up and I started to feel, you know, maybe I was speaking negatively about myself, my body, and I trusted my training. I went right back to it and said, "Uh uh-uh, no way. Talk to yourself, Alex. Do not let that negative coach in right now, you know? So Yeah. I mean, I say there's so many parallels to it and it, and it prepared me so much, especially for it's a completely different type of competition I've ever had, but something similar. Man. Yeah. That's the truth. I feel like we learn the most about ourselves when shit doesn't go the way we thought it was going to go. And the thing is like life happens on life's terms, right. at all times. you know, like you can make a plan, but like it rarely will ever happen that way anyways. And just speaking from someone who like is your Under Armour teammate, like I can honestly straight up say like anytime I've been around you in your presence, you take that teammate mentality everywhere you go and you've always made me feel welcome. And it's just been, it's been dope to get to know you and like be your friend and, and be your teammate. Oh my God. Likewise. Likewise to you. I mean, I think we are, we have a really special thing at UA with all the, all the girls there. I mean, we definitely cheer each other on. We lift each other up. We help each other out. And I'm just so sick of like women being pitted against women. It literally, I feel it makes no sense. Narrative. It's a tired (laughs) narrative. It's literally over. (laughs) Yes. And I feel like when we were growing up, the cool girls were the mean girls on TV. Like all the shows we watched, like as little Mm -hmm. kids, like that's what you were taught. It's like, I'm too cool to actually open up to you where now I'm like, no, that's not cool at all. Let's all open up. Let's bring each other in. Let's lift each other up because we have to, we have to fight for each other or else we're not going to get anywhere. I would agree with that. I mean, also talking to a TikTok queen over there. (laughs) Like, what do you think about TikTok? This is just going off topic for a second, but like, what do you think about TikTok and how it, it influences like the younger generation? Do you think it also feeds into the narrative of like, let's support each other? I think it's both. I think TikTok is an incredible space and I am obsessed with my algorithm because I'm like, I have funny, I'm like, I'm the funniest person in the world. Like these people are hilarious. (laughs) They have the best dances, but I've also seen some like really tough, like tough mentalities on there for if I was a 13 year old girl, like looking at maybe unrealistic body types. And I know we, we fought through it too growing up, but now it's like, oh wow. I'm looking at a 16, even I'm looking at a 16 year old girl and I'm like, I did not look like that when I was 16. Oh, that's the truth. Oh my God. That hits me to my core. I'm like, these kids have like YouTube to learn how to do stuff and they have TikTok to learn how to do things. I'm yes. like, oh, that awkward phase? Like I was in my awkward phase, right. like well into like, I mean, almost my twenties. I was still- hundred percent. I feel like I'm peaking I'm now. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Right. Yeah. So it's a dangerous place. I think it's also incredible. Like I think I love TikTok because- it's super open and you can really be yourself on there. Like it's not as curated as Instagram. I think you can truly be funny. You can be no makeup. You can, you know, just really be your authentic self. However, there are a lot of unrealistic goals that are being portrayed on there that I I do get nervous about with younger girls just because they are consuming so much of that. And and even I have to check myself sometimes if I'm consuming so much and I start to look at myself in a different way, then I cut that stuff out, you know? So it depends on where you're at in your mentality. And if you are confident enough and strong enough and feel good about it, if it makes you feel better about yourself, 100%, watch it till the cows come home. If it makes you feel shitty, I couldn't say delete that app faster then, you know? Yeah, I feel that. So where do we go where do we go from here? You mentioned the top six. The thing is like, I feel like for everyone else who's on the outside, they don't really know like how all of this unfolds and like what it looks like. Oh, same. Okay. (laughs) 
They announce no, the top I, six, and then do those yes. six get in the magazine, and then they choose an ultimate winner. And is the ultimate winner on the cover or no? Yeah. So these are solid questions. And okay. what I think is well, so I can speak on what has happened in the past and what MJ told us was going to happen. So, but speaking to past winners, speaking to past even women that have made it this far. So, like some women, this is like their fourth year going out for it. And like, I feel so great. I mean, 15. Has anybody ever made it to the 15 before? Yes. So one of our top 15 has made it to 15 before, but it's been so different. They only did an, not only they did an in-person casting and they walked at Miami swim week and then they picked the top six from there. This was the first time that SI has ever shot this many people at one time. So already I feel like everyone else, like 2020, 2021 has just thrown, like you said, all plans out the window. Everything Mm -hmm. is scrapped. Like you can do whatever you want. Run the no plan plan. That's the plan. Yes. No plan, plan. Yes. So normally there's a top six that they only shoot six and those six are in the magazine. And then yes, there's an ultimate okay. winner. However, last year there was two winners. So it's like, I saw that. Yeah. In my heart, I'm like, they're putting all 13. They're putting all of us in the magazine. Like they already shot us. We looked amazing. Like, I honestly, like I straight up feel this with my whole heart that I have already won. I really feel like this opportunity I've had, everything I've learned, the conversations I've had, the people I've met has made me a winner. Everything else from here mm-hmm. is going to be extra credit. And I do think that that mentality is, it's interesting. I see some of the women that are already saying like, when I make the magazine, this is what I'm going to do. And I think there's so much strength in that. Like I just know for myself, I'm a more of a live in the moment, focus on the journey and we roll with the punches and wherever we get, Mm -hmm. I will then think about the next thing, right? Like, I think there's a balance for me. I can't think too much ahead, ahead, ahead. Cause then I'm like, I start to get a little bit lost in the sauce. Yes. I need to be more day to day, day to day, figure it out, work on it. And then if the opportunity arises, then like, all right, showtime, let's go. But I think it also prepares me for if it doesn't, you know, like then it's like, okay, I'm still AA. I've still got a lot of stuff going on and I'm so grateful. So Yeah, I know. <laughs> soon. She's engaged, y'all. So she yes, be, yes. Uh, tying the knot very soon in Tulum. <laughs> yes, this December. But yeah, so that being said, the cover, no idea. They picked that on their own. Camille, Caustic. Like, this is where I think MJ is. I mean, she is one of a kind in the industry, but also as just a mm-hmm. woman in general. Yeah. She literally, like, Powerhouse. the fact that, yes, like, she took a pipe dream for someone like Camille and put her on the cover after winning swim search. And that just look at her now. It's, it's insane to me, the amount of power and influence and truly she makes dreams come true like that. And and then some like, not like, I bet you, I mean, I know I've spoken to Camille about this, like no shot. She thought she was going to be on the cover. Like she even was like, I felt like I wasn't ready. Like this was deserving for other people who have been doing it. But MJ saw something in her, believed in her, knew where she was going to take this, how important, important Camille has been, I think, for being a role model and being a model for young women today to look at her and say how real and authentic she is, that she's not, you know, right. a size double zero. And she's made her the it girl. And I'm so proud that like, that's the it girl people look up to now, you know? So right. they make dreams come true. It's wild. I love that. And I mean, I know I will be certainly cheering you on. And I mean, I'm so biased, but I'm like, yes, we will be having you back on again for a second interview once you win the shit. Um, but I've been saying that since day one. I'm like, yes, yeah, you have. You've been my like, support. I just feel like, come on now. Gotta be you. I mean, I'm so biased, but I swear. I don't know. Anyways, so let's talk about like, Self-confidence. Let's talk about how to 
step away from imposter syndrome. Let's talk about standing in your power and what that looks like. And on days when you don't feel good, how do you pull yourself out of that? I love that. I mean, and this question, I think everyone always wants like, you know, three steps to being more confident and it just doesn't work like that. It's so layered and there's so many different things and you only know you, right? Like as much as I love to share my story, I hope that it's not a blueprint for someone. I hope it's more just inspiring them to try different things out and then figure out what works for them. Instead of just being like, I have to do exactly what Alex says because she says that like it's not going to work. You've been it's always always, different. I compare it to trying on a sweater. Like you got to find the one that fits you, (laughs) like the most coziest fit. Like you can get advice from all of your role models. You can get advice from everybody you look up to, but ultimately, like you got to find the sweater that fits you. Hundred percent. You got to write your story. You have to live your life. And one something that works for somebody might not work for someone else, or something works for someone else. And that's not to say that like I love love listening to so many different people and hearing their story on it because again, it inspires me to kind of have my own twist on it. But when it comes to self confidence, I mean, I can't stress enough. It's all about trusting yourself and trusting your training. And by Mm -hmm. and training is what are you doing to be more confident? Like. I think a lot of us just think it's gonna, we're gonna like wake up one morning and all of a sudden feel okay in our own skin, but it takes work in anything. If I wanna be more self, if I wanna be more confident at, I don't know, driving, then I probably need to practice driving. You know what I mean? Like it's, you're not gonna have confidence overnight. So I think it's just taking a step back and thinking about what am I doing that is hurting me? Like, what am I doing that maybe is a negative influence on myself? Is it who I'm surrounding myself with? Is it how I'm fueling my body? I think a lot of people don't think about their body as how important it is of a vessel to like making yourself feel better. Like, I mean, you and I are both in the fitness industry, so we know, but are you moving your body every day? Not to give yourself a six pack, but literally to feel alive, to feel good. How are you fueling yourself? Like, are you eating like shit? Because eating like shit is literally not going to give you nutrients that you need to perform every single day and wake up your best. And I think lastly, like, who are you surrounding yourself with? I mean, I know I've had, I mean, you probably too, like, it's weird. You get into your later half of your twenties and thirties. And like, I had quite a few friendship breakups. Like I had a little bit of like, it is, it's harder than a boyfriend breakup. I think for sure. It is. And, and it's not always even about the other person. It's maybe how that person, how you're feeling around that person. And, and is it, am I more, I remember, and this is a tangent, but calling Marcus one day and just letting, like letting loose. And he was straight up like, you, Alex, you don't talk shit. You don't talk negatively about anyone, but this person. Like, so what is it? What is it about this person that's triggering something in you that you are complaining you're negative? And I was like, it just was a light bulb. I was like, Oh my God, you're right. Like if this is, if this is just, this person has served their purpose with our relationship is, you know, served its purpose. I need to cut it out because I'm not a negative human. And like, so I don't know. I think once you kind of figure out those things, then you can kind of wake up and start actually like speaking to yourself in a better and a more confident light. Yeah. I could not agree more, but for anyone out there who's had failed friendships, it's okay. It is. It's okay. Not every person is meant to be in every chapter that we have. You know, it's that quote, you know, everybody is in your life for a reason, a season or a lifetime, you know? And it's like, some people are not supposed to be there through all of it. And I think what I realized a couple years ago when I had some failed friendships and it, it really, really crushed me. And it crushed me because I was like, man, like, was I wrong? Like, am I not a good judge of character? Like what? Totally. Did, I was like, how did I not, how did I get this wrong? 
And I just beat myself up over it so, so much. But what I, I came to the realization is that while yes, it's true, not everyone is a part of your life or everyone is a part of your life for a reason, a season or a lifetime, we actually aren't the ones who get to decide which place they fall into. So true. So there were people that I chose to be in my life for a lifetime. That was what I chose. That was the role that I chose for that person in my life. And for whatever reason, they did not choose that same role, right? Right. Totally. I mean, there's two people in it and there's outside factors. Like there, it it is. I mean, I think, and I remember my dad telling me this when I was young, but he was like, relationships are the hardest thing in the entire world to keep, whether that's friendships or actually like romantic relationships. They're the hardest thing and they take a lot of work. And I don't care, even though it may seem like you and I do it all, relationships are hard work. And I want to work hard in them as much as I work hard in my professional life and my athletic career. So there's only so much of you, you know, and, and only right. so much of them. So I agree with you. It is okay, but it is a tough pill to swallow. It it's is really like, hard. and I think as women, we always don't, we don't want to give up on people. We want to believe or we want to change or we want to, you know, make everyone. And I'm such a people pleaser. Like I really have high outer self-awareness. Like I really, I'm really like figuring like, out what okay? makes How other are people. Are you feeling? What can I do? Yeah, exactly. So I think just getting a little bit more mature and realizing like, okay, no, I need to like protect myself too. Like I, I, I'm caring a little bit too much about others and I need to protect myself in that. And that's, I I didn't mean for this to take out of like a negative turn, but I do think it's No, I don't see that as negative at all. I see that as totally empowering. You know, at a certain point you're like, okay, we've reached the end of the road, you know, (laughs) and it's like, and that's okay. It's like a bless and release moment. You're like, this was a great friendship for what it was in my life. And like, I'm going to go this way and you're going to go that way. Yes. And like, I wish you well. I love I it. Know, yeah. that's, that's how I choose to see it anyways. I'm just like, I wish you the best. And like, we're going to keep on trucking because life yeah. is still happening. <laughs> exactly. So once you hit play, right? You're not play, submit, you know, put your, <laughs> your submission out into the world. Were there any haters? Oh man, actually, no, not really. Like, I know. That's what I think I was speaking to a really good friend of mine who is Katie DeFeo. I always name drop her. She's a senior at USC. She's so true in her conviction. She literally does not care what anyone else thinks about her. And I always, I honestly, she's 10 years younger than me. And I always ask her, I'm like, it's just, it's so awesome to me that she just doesn't care. And when I was kind of going through this, she was like, Alex, like, I feel like you with the family you've created of followers on Instagram, like they vibe with you. They're here to like rock with you. They're not here to, you know, cut you down. I will say the only time I get haters is when like something goes viral. If something goes viral on TikTok or, or like one of my first ever reels had like random people. Yeah. And I really don't care about that. You know what I mean? Like I didn't really get a lot of hate. I think because I was super intentional about my message. I think it wasn't just like, I'm hot in a bikini. I look great. It was, I really wanted to speak about who I was representing, why I was doing this. And Let's talk about that. Yeah. I mean, I, message, the yeah, reason, I, the why behind everything you're doing right now. Yeah. I mean, I think I represent the athlete, the sporty girl, the girl that doesn't fall into the model category. That's, you know, a double zero, but also isn't a curve model that works out, not for aesthetic reasons, but just to feel great and be the best version of themselves. Every training session I've ever done has been a performance session, not based on how I look while I'm performing. So that's what my body looks like. That's what my body represents. It doesn't represent 
of course I look at myself and I, and, and I'll feel more confident if I look better in a pair of jeans, but my body, I have finally accepted that my body is not going to look like the girl to the right. left and the right. That isn't playing a professional sport, you know, and, and, and your self-worth is not dependent upon it. Hundred percent. Like it is and and feeling good in your own skin. Of course, we all are gonna have goals we want to hit, but feeling good in my own skin is more hitting benchmarks that I didn't think I could complete in the weight room or on the field or being faster, being stronger, and not looking at my body as a why don't you look like her? Looking at it as like a thank you so much for carrying me and playing in endless games and recovering from injuries. And this is how it looks, you know, like this is, I'm not going to be the most shredded person in the world. I'm going to eat what I can eat to try and recover as quickly as possible. We're going to do my body. Testing and <laughs> exactly. You know I mean? Exactly. Like, and so I think that's who I represent and that's from top to bottom. And it's not just professional athletes. It's people that are ride or die soul cyclists, right? That don't mm-hmm. go into your room to, come out with a six pack. They go into your room no. to have a full blown baptism in sweat and be like, <laughs> I love the way I feel. I feel like my strongest version of myself when I leave that room. Yes. And that's always the goal. It's not about the physical. It's like, no. that's the bonus. That's the cherry on top. That's what I've been saying in my classes for so long. And like, man, like you want to lose weight. If that's like really what you want, don't focus on that. Put that in the rear right. view mirror. Focus on your mental health. Focus on becoming a stronger version of yourself, like mentally and spiritually. And like go into your workouts with that kind of mentality and then use everything that you're fighting for in your life beyond yes. the loss beyond an aesthetic, right? But like take all of those things and put them behind your biggest push your hardest obstacle during your workouts, right? And then it's like, what happens is the weight loss or the transformation that you think that you're looking for, all of that happens on accident. 100%. And I love that you just said that because it's, if we are only focused on weight loss or losing inches, like our foundation, I think is a house of cards. And that mentality is not a game you want to play because there's so many other factors. I keep the same weight no matter what I look like. I never, I mean, I maybe go up and I don't even own a scale, but I just know my weight because this is what I've been my entire life. Yeah, Yeah. But when your motivation is the struggles you're going through in life, something that you want to be stronger about, then you just prove yourself so much further, right? Like if it's something so superficial as weight or inches and that has so many other factors, then it's like overwhelming. You got to dial it in. Like you said, to that push, that obstacle and think about what is my motivating factor for this right now. Then it's like, you, you can just go so much further. So, so much further. I love that. That's, that's definitely I think something to be celebrated. People that work and train every single day that look like you and I is something to be celebrated. It's not just professional athletes. It can be literally a young girl. Because I can't tell you how many times when I was in college, high school, I would look at girls that looked way better in skinny jeans and jean shorts and crop tops and just be so just like, ugh, feel like crap about myself because my legs right. didn't fit into, because my calves are too big to pull skinny jeans over, you know? Like, but yeah. then I'm like, I am so happy and confident in what I look like now because I see how much work I put into it. Not to look the way I look, but like, this right. is the result of how much work I have right. done. And when you put in the mental work, it's like, then you just, you start to just fall in love with your body the way that it is. And any of those changes that happen, they're just happy accidents. Yes. I love that. Happy accidents. That's so cute. Yeah. 
happy accidents. So while what does this mean for sports? When you are still training young girls and you're on the field and you're training them to be badass athletes, <laughs> what else are we adding to the equation? What else do you think you're inspiring them to do through your actions that you've taken? I think I, or I hope I am allowing them and giving them a safe space to be all sides of them. Like I did karate when I was little and I used to step into a ring and spar and my dad would tell me, the Alex that steps right when your toes are on that line, who steps into the ring is a completely different person than the person that comes off. You can keep them separate. Of course, you learn something about both sides and you can bring them I on. But line, yeah. yeah, but the athlete I am on the field, the vicious competitor, the person that will win at all costs is not the person that I am to my friends and to Marcus and to, you know, right. my loved ones. So it's okay to be both and it's okay to cry. It's okay to be feminine. It's okay to feel beautiful. And that, that doesn't take you, that's not, doesn't make you any less serious about the sports that you're playing. I think being a female athlete is one of the most badass things in the world. I know a lot of people don't love putting female in front of athlete. I'm just an athlete. Well, actually I'm an athlete, but I also get my period and my hormones are all over the place and we recreate life. We literally Hello. nine months, make a baby, come back and win championships. Like men don't do yeah. that. Like, so I'm yeah. really like, I think That's it's awesome. Spade spade. <laughs> exactly. So I think it's not a this or that. It's both. Like, I think that's what makes mm -hmm. female athletes and their stories so beautiful and so inspiring is, is the shit you go through, right? Is the other right. half of the coin. It's not, yes, we want to hear about, you know, what makes you driven and what makes you relentless and tenacious and all of those things. But also like everyone comes with a story and everyone has their other sides and everyone has side as well. Yeah. Yeah. So I hope that young girls can be both and express both sides in whatever way is true to them, you know, and not, not feel, feel like they have to live in a box. Yes, absolutely. I mean, like, don't cry on the field, I would say. Like, try and keep your tears till you get to the car. But yeah, like, I think you're allowed to be two different people. I mean, you're performing when you're playing a sport. You are performing right. the same right. way you perform when you get on that podium, the same way musicians perform on stage. Like, it is a performance and it takes diving into a completely and tapping into a different part of your mind and soul than the rest of your life. I love it. I'm here for it. So do we know what's next? Oh, I never know what's next. I'm like, <laughs> I feel like you said, like, I think what's awesome about this past year is like, you just plan to cancel or you plan to change or like plan right, to, right, right, it's right. really like taught me how to be flexible, but in the pipeline of the next three months is my season. So I'll play our season will happen again. Thank God I haven't played lacrosse in over a year, which is a year and a half, which is insane. But we will be playing for Athletes Unlimited is what the league is called. And it's mid-July into August. So I'm really excited to be around my teammates again and playing the sport I love and, you know, just having fun and playing lacrosse, which is, I think lacrosse has given me absolutely everything. So I'm really excited to get back out on the field and do the damn thing. But yeah, so season and then... December. Yeah. Getting married to Marcus. So that's yeah. kind of like my, yeah. <laughs> the whirlwind is just going to keep on going, man. You know what I mean? Oh my God. Yeah. And it's funny. I was actually speaking to a friend of mine. That's one of the finalists as well. And we both kind of had a moment of like, can I do this? Like, I'm a little overwhelmed. I feel like I'm not myself. I feel like I'm not, you know, and it's not to glorify not having sleep or I think everyone should sleep as much as you need. 
But every time I start to feel that way and it's always, and, and there's a difference when it's about things you don't want to be doing. I think saying yes to too much is, is a hundred percent a no, no. Right, I think no right, is yeah. a full sentence. You got to say no to some things, mm-hmm. but if you're doing things that you really have literally manifested and dreamed of doing, it might be a little chaotic, but like, I just think back, I sit back and I'm like, this is the life that I've dreamed of living. Like, I know it's going to be hard, but this is the mm-hmm. life I have literally journaled about. So yeah, I think you have to like remind yourself of that. And I'm just one of those people that like, I live life like this, like I, I fly high and I fall hard, but I would so much rather be that than be a flat line, you know, like oh, I, yeah. I, I want to live for the ebbs and flows and know that like when I'm at the bottom, that wave is going to bring me right back up again. Yeah. Riding the waves, always <laughs> riding the waves. So one question that I am going to ask all of my guests and I'll ask you today is what would you tell your younger self? Oh my God. I love this question. Different? I love this question and I change it every time, but it's interesting because I really would not change one thing. Like I wouldn't want to give my younger self any advice that would change my actions. And that's including the ones where I've really messed up because mm-hmm. like we we spoke about, those are the ones that I learned the absolute most was when I really messed up. And I am who I am today because of all of those. But I mean, I would say today what I would tell my younger version of myself. I really like this quote. I love talk to yourself. Don't listen to yourself. And I think a lot of the times who that inner voice in our head, that coach, that devil, that like nagging little negativity is what always pops up because we're protecting ourselves. Normally when that pops up is when we're doing something that scares the crap out of us. So we're like, let's pull myself back. Let's not do that because that's too scary. Yeah. Yeah. So I like talking to yourself more, speaking those positive affirmations, telling yourself what you know is true. And this isn't like, I'm so pretty. I'm amazing. Like, Literally just speak to yourself about what is true in that moment. I've trained really hard for this. I am so grateful that I am able-bodied right now. I'm going to work hard for the person to the left and to the right of me. You know, like things that are super true to you. And I feel like women have a really hard time telling ourselves like what we're good at or what (laughs) what we believe in ourselves about. So I wish I would have utilized that more at a younger age and not just listening to insecure little Alex. Like just talk to yourself about how much of or talk until you believe it, you know? Yeah. I love that. Talk to yourself. Don't listen to yourself. Yes. I like that. I like that. I like that a lot. All right. Anything else you want to add in or tell everybody where they can find you? No. I mean, yeah, we kind of covered it all. I love this conversation so much. I'm so excited to listen to all these episodes because I know you'll have incredible guests on here and you're amazing. But yeah, I mean, Instagram is probably the biggest and easiest way to contact me or see what I'm doing. Like we said, I, I pretty much live it all on that on the gram but it's Living just at, yeah, it's just i liked phone eats first i really like that <laughs> it's at alex aust underscore and yeah and then i have my own fitness community the sweat life with two a's no, we didn't in even it. dive into that yeah it's okay Your amazing um, community of, no. of women that or i don't even know if it, is it just girls it's pretty much all girls. Yeah. It's like 99. Okay. It's like the two boys are like Marcus and one other guy, like one other husband that like his wife makes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. So the sweat life, I do weekly live workouts in there. It's body weight at home apartment. I live in a one bedroom apartment. So it's all at home stuff, but you can find that at the sweat life with two A's.com. Yeah. And you can join that. I think it's 10 bucks a month, right? Yeah. Yep. To work yep. out with, with Alex Austin have some of that good energy. Yes. Hey, yes. <laughs> good vibes. And you're, you know, Bruce makes appearances. Yes. Pat, and so it's all, he does. all good things. <laughs> um, well, honestly, it was such an honor 
such an honor to have you on today. I mean, you got like, you just got good vibes, man. <laughs> I good love vibes. I love the shit out of you. I think that, you know, in terms of people who are authentic, I think like, I, I think of you. You're Aww. definitely someone who comes to mind whenever I think of authenticity. You make everybody feel like they're a part of your team. And I just, I just am cheering you on so much. I and love that. I Thank you so much. See, yeah, of course. And I can't wait to see what happens next. And I will be tuning in along the way. And I hope that everybody will follow her and cheer her on. Yeah. Yes. So I love you, baby. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> let's go. <laughs> I can't wait. Okay. We'll have you back on when you win. All right. <laughs> Knock on wood. <laughs> love you mean it see you soon love you too bye man oh man i told you today was gonna be a good one such an honor having alex Oss on i really connected i think so deeply with this idea that we are so multifaceted all of us that we don't have to live in a box we don't have to put ourselves into any kind of box you know you can be so many different things you can wear so many different hats you can carry so many different titles and i think there's a lot of power in that i think there is so much strength in realizing that you don't have to label yourself just one thing so if there was anything that inspired you today, please, 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 please share it with somebody you love. Give this out. Share it, share it, share it. Also, feel free to rate and subscribe. Give us a review. That is how we grow this thing. And we want it to grow. So I think that's all for today. I will see you next week. New episode dropping every single Tuesday. Of course, follow me on social media at Victoria Brown and follow our pod page at Very Best Self. See you soon. As always, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you for listening to today's episode, for hitting that subscribe button, and maybe most importantly, for leaving a positive review. If you loved this episode, please pay it forward and share it with someone that you love. That's how we keep this thing going. You can find me on Instagram at Victoria Brown or connect with me and the Very Best Self Squad on our pod page at Very Best Self. Don't forget, no matter where you are on your journey, you are exactly where you're supposed to be. I'll see you next time, squad. <laughs>